This is The Joe Gaither Show on BamaCentral.com. Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Internet World. Where, how are you doing out there? West Alabama, wherever you're watching us, this is the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. You're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, at Joe Gaither 6, on all your social media machines. You're listening to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or on Amazon, the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central, on all those outlets. You can subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in to us today on a Wednesday, a hump day. We've got a lot to get into. We want to encourage you to follow us at BamaCentral.com, your Sports Illustrated home for the Alabama Crimson Tide. You can find us on X at Bama Central on Facebook at Alabama Crimson Tide on Sports Illustrated. You can find us on Instagram at Bama Central SI. Find all of my friends, Katie Wyndham, Blake Byler, Matthew Gibson, Will Miller, everybody writing for Alabama uh, Alabama Crimson Tide on Sports Illustrated at BamaCentral.com. We're proud part of the BamaCentral.com broadcasting network with our friends, Blake Byler, Matthew Gibson, and Jacob Pickle. They do Blue Collar Unplugged. The two of us are part of of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. So with all that out of the way, what are we going to get into today? Uh, a lot to talk about. Okay, so Alabama in the transfer portal still. Everybody going into the transfer portal. Two huge names going into the portal today. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about NIL and how it's affecting the University of Alabama at this current moment. Uh, I want to talk just a hair about the Alabama defensive coaches that uh, that uh, Coach Kalen DeBoer have brought into the program in the last day and a half. And then, of course, I want to get into last night's affairs at Coleman Coliseum. There was a, f- a great night to be in Coleman Coliseum, Alabama winning over Missouri 93-275 and a lot going on, uh, but we will save that for the back half of the program. Let's start with football, and of course, you're welcome to jump in and join us on the comment section at Joe Gaither 6 on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can jump in and join us, uh, send me your comments, questions, queries, and complaints, send me a friend request, whatever you want to do on your favorite social media machine, and we can chop it up and talk some football ball or whatever topics you want to let's talk about Caleb Downs all right Caleb Downs goes into the transfer portal uh what three hours ago four hours ago somewhere in that range earlier this morning and it was something that everybody kind of was fearful of everybody was kind of worried about uh yesterday he gets named pro pro football uh, football writers association of america freshman all-american uh he led the crimson titan tackles 107 tackles you all saw his impact all over the field this year Oh, man, this one kind of hurts from a schematic standpoint and hurts from really just a development standpoint. He's, he's, he's a great football player. Here's my stance pretty much on all the transfers. These guys got to make the best decisions for themselves if they don't see themselves fitting into the Kane Womack system or the Maurice Lingley's system or want to play for him. If they wanted to play for a Traveris Robinson, if they wanted to play for Nick Saban, and now Nick Saban is retired. I think, you know, you notice a lot of the defensive backs – 
most of the transferees have been defensive backs. And so you see, oh, man, Alabama doesn't have any defensive backs. You see all these guys, Desricks. You see all these guys, Antonio Kite, go into the transfer portal. Oh, you see Caleb Downs go into the transfer portal. All these guys are in the portal after Coach Saban's retirement uh, and after Traveris Robinson's uh, announcement that he's staying at Georgia. Uh, so you, you understand why it's hitting this position specifically the most, the guys who played for Coach Saban specifically. Specifically, uh, so look, does it hurt? Absolutely, it does. Uh, but from an Alabama standpoint, you've just got to focus on who you can get and focus on what you can do. Uh, right now, you're really hamstrung in the fact that in, you have a 30-day window where your guys can go out to other programs, but you don't have a time or a place or a method to 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 uh, to bring guys in at the current moment. You've got to wait to the spring window, uh, and that will give guys some opportunities to shine in spring football. But after spring football, uh, Kalen DeBoer is going to have to do, do, do a lot of work in the transfer portal uh, to, to fill this roster and to uh, fill some needs, get ready for 2024. Caleb Downs is a huge loss, and, and I would anticipate that he's going to end up going to Georgia, uh, and Kirby Smart and Traveris Robinson, he's going to make for a great pair with Malachi Starks in the back end. Georgia is going to be bleeping loaded next year. Georgia is going to take advantage of this, and you get a lot of the perspective, oh, Kirby Smart, he's a snake, oh, this, that, and the other. Kirby, you know, Traveris, he only hires Traveris Robinson to bring Caleb Downs in. But no, I mean, Caleb Downs, uh, uh, you know, he was recruited very heavily to Georgia. Kirby Smart is only obligated to do what's best for his program. He's not a snake from his perspective. It's just a bad aspect of the rule, a bad aspect of the coaching change. Uh, something that I'd like to kind of get into is the 30-day transfer portal window after coaches uh, make their decisions to either retire or after administrations fire coaches, as you saw Bob Huggins got fired uh, in, in the summer. And Alabama took advantage of that by getting Mohamed Waikie into the Alabama basketball program, and, and, and he's he having a good, you know, an impact on this, this season. Uh, but, you know, they fired Bob Huggins, their their program gets rated. Alabama basketball gets a, gets a, a, a forward that, that contributes to this. It's just the way that college athletics works. The issue is 30 days is a long time. 30 days is a long – here we are, seven days. Coach Saban retired uh, literally seven days and 30 minutes ago. Uh, last week at 4 o'clock, uh, he retired. And at this point, you have seen uh, Alabama has, what, 25 guys in the transfer portal in total, and you've probably seen uh, you've probably seen eight to ten of them go into the transfer portal. Where's my coming and going? Right there on BamaCentral.com, right there. So your total is at 26. Yeah. Your total's at 26, and I, I believe you've seen eight to uh, eight to ten of them go into the portal since Nick Saban's retirement, and since you know in the since in, in the last seven days, you don't need another 20. You don't need another 28. Uh, you know what, what's that? You don't need another 23, 23 days of this, 22 days of this. You, you're you you burned seven days. You don't need another 22 days of people poaching your roster, people coming to your roster and saying, "Hey, we want you." You know, oh Ty, Ty Simpson, we think you can play quarterback for us. Oh Jalen Milrow, anybody getting in your ear? You know, whoever it is, Justice Haynes, we're getting in your ear. Just whoever that people view as valuable, we don't. You don't need seven days. You've got. Seven days, and I think, okay, Caleb Downs is a huge loss for Alabama, but Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor both show 
kind of uh, exactly what you should have done. Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor stayed in the program. They Nick Saban retired. Greg Byrne asked for 72 hours. They get the new coach in 46. They go to a couple of coaches' meetings. And by that point, you know, they see turnover at their own position coaches. Scott Huff is coming in. Eric Wolford is going out. Caden Proctor, that might be his guy. And you've heard rumors that Caden Proctor was a little bit homesick as well. Obviously, he was recruited uh, by his home state, Iowa, very, very heavily. Uh, and great, you know, good on you. If, you. if you're homesick and you have an opportunity to go home, Good on you, uh, but 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 you've seen kind of Caden Proctor and Caleb Downs wait a little bit, meet with the new staff just a little bit, and then decide to go into the transfer portal. And I think that like if you're gonna make that move. You make that move just like these guys have done through the front. Okay, we don't want to make a different decision. We want to go play for different coaches. I had a Caleb Downs. I had a great relationship with Traveris Robinson. I want to go to Georgia. They're going to pay me a big NIL deal as well. Like it just is what it is. You don't need 30 bleeping days here. 30 days to decide, uh, you know, okay, you got to walk on eggshells as Kalen DeBoer breaks himself into new routines. Oh, this isn't how Coach Saban did it. Uh, I think 30 days is ridiculous. Uh, Seven, 10 days? 10 days is probably a perfect amount of time. Uh, And and you probably get on the clock, honestly. uh, You got to think about, oh, well, when are you on the clock? Are you on the clock when Coach Saban retires, when the coach retires or is fired? Or are you you on the clock when the new coach is named? Go ahead and make it when the new coach is named. Uh, so coach, so you, you basically started on Saturday. You put a 10-day window from Saturday, uh, and basically it is what it is. And I understand people go in the portal. You've seen a lot of guys go, you know, Sean Murphy went to the portal. He's now at Florida State. Florida State's picked up five, six, five guys uh, from Alabama. And you're seeing decommitments in the 2025 class. You're seeing a lot of movement in the last handful of, handful of uh, days. Mason Short is decommitted. Zion Grady is kind of decommitted. Zion Grady coming out today saying, oh, the new staff hasn't called me. Well, man, you're you're like, you're a great player. Absolutely, you're a great player. And Alabama would love to have you in the 2025 class. But uh, where are you on the priority list as far as the new regime? How quickly are you on the phone with these 2025? Like, I'm not sure where that falls. Uh, I, I I think you just got to give coach time, just a little bit of time. Uh, and C- Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor did give him a fair shake, I think. Uh, and then they went into the transfer portal for their own reasons. And it, and it just kind of is what it is. But the 30 days is uh, way too long. And so the NCAA is going to have to address this. And people are saying, oh, well, the NCAA is going to address this because it's Alabama. I don't know if that's true, but I will say it will really tip the scales or or it might really help uh, college football's cause if Michigan's head coach, if Michigan's head coach ha- does the same exact thing. Raiders Love jumps in and joins me on Twitter and says, it's rough out here. And he's exactly right. Like, you are getting uh, 30 days to basically shop around and try to find better deals. Kendrick Blackshire going into the transfer portal and going back home to Texas. Uh, I, the 30 days is just way too long. Uh, so you're going to see a young second next year uh you're gonna see a lot of fu- it's gonna be very interesting next year Devonte smith you're gonna hope that his uh that his ankle or his foot is healthy for next year and you're gonna see tony mitchell in the secondary i think he's gonna get a lot of run next year uh damani jackson coming in from, from from uh coming coming in from 
USC. It's going to, I think, look, Alabama, it's going to work out. You just got to give Kalen DeBoer some time to settle in his entire staff and get through that spring window. Once you get through that spring window, then you're going to be able to judge exactly how Kalen DeBoer has really done in the transition. Right now, today, the last couple of days, it doesn't look so hot because you've seen a lot of coaches, you know, come out. You've seen a lot of great staff members looking rough. Uh, a lot of great staff members kind of saying that they're, you know, that they're having to move on, and that's just part of the business. Uh, you're seeing a lot of guys go into the transfer portal. That's no, you know, that's no good. You're thinking, oh my gosh, your numbers are, th- are are thin and not so good. Let the staff get settled. Let the staff get through spring and then hit that spring transfer transfer portal window and see what they end up doing. Uh, I think you still got a lot of talent uh, on the roster. I think it's going to end up being, uh, you know, you just got to be patient right now. Uh, he's going to be patient right now so that Kalen DeBoer can get some of uh, some more time. Uh, one thing that I want to get into is uh, NIL. Uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, guys go into the transfer portal and make moves because allegedly for NIL. Isaiah Bond is a case in point one of them. Uh, You saw uh, Alabama over the last 17 years, uh, you know, you've got the Nick Saban reputation and, oh, we get you into the NFL. And over the last, what, three years since NIL has been a a real thing and been a legal thing, you've seen Alabama maybe not so strong in NIL. We heard heard from uh, the director of uh, Yay Alabama, Jay McPhillips, several months ago. And you can go uh, go back and uh, listen to that episode. I encourage you to. It was a great time. I appreciate Jay for giving me some of his time. Maybe we need to reach back out to him. But basically, yay, Alabama is the Alabama uh, NIL entity, and everybody who's complaining needs to get on board with it in some way, shape, or form uh, because the Nick Saban discount is now out the door. If we're not complaining for Nick Saban, uh, Kellen DeBoer can reestablish maybe the NFL discount if he can continue to recruit at a high level and get guys into the NFL draft, and you're going to see a lot of Washington guys go into the NFL this spring, so so hopefully that he'll, he'll you know that that will be chopped up to on his resume. Michael Penix among them, Roma Dunes among them. Uh, you're going to see a lot of guys go go into uh, go, go into the draft from Washington's perspective, but you're going to have to keep that up, uh, Kalen DeBoer. You're going to have to keep guys going into the NFL from Alabama, and and basically like there's no reason not to. Uh, but right now it seems like you're not getting the benefit of the doubt uh, as you know, they don't have the Nick Saban factor, the national championship factor behind you. Uh, so for Alabama fans in this new NIL world, in this new in this new kind of landscape, you don't have Nick Saban's backing for right now. So I think the best thing for Alabama fans is to look at my friend Jay McPhillips and look up Yay Alabama and uh, find the plan that suits them. Find the plans that suits you. Uh, give to the program in, in whatever way that you think uh, suits you and your family best, if that's uh, if, if that's what you uh, if you want to see Alabama continue to win after Nick Saban's era. Uh, okay, so that's my so, so so that's my early thoughts. Okay, my next thing is, is on Kane Womack and Maurice Linguist. All right, so you've seen kind of uh Kalen DeBoer is hiring a Kane Womack to be the defensive coordinator, and then he's gone out to B- Buffalo and he's hired Maurice Maurice 
linguist to be kind of the secondary coach. Uh, you've seen Kalen DeBoer. Those are two big boy moves. What I want to talk about in, in that aspect is you've gone to smaller programs and said, I know you're a head coach at smaller programs, i.e. South Alabama and Buffalo, but you go to these smaller programs and we want to give you jobs that are, you know, lesser than I know defensive coordinator, you know, defense coordinator is a big responsibility for for Kane Womack, but Maurice, you know, you've been a defensive backs coach all your life. You were a defensive backs coach uh, over at Texas. You're a defensive backs coach in, in uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Now you're at Buffalo. You've ascended to head coach. Uh, first couple of years, your head coaching record may not be so hot. Come back to come, come back to a, become a big program and be a defensive backs coach again. I think it's really impressive. Uh, it makes me wonder what in the world Greg Byrne might be might be uh, writing these checks for. Uh, I, I'd love to uh, see these salaries, and w- uh, one and soon we will uh, when the uh, board of trustees meet. Uh, eventually, we'll, we'll find out what these guys are going to end up making. But to leave head coaching positions uh, to come to the University of Alabama speaks to one the brand that is Alabama, uh, maybe the opportunities that are out there. Uh, if you are succeeding, if you are taking over for Nick Saban, if you are part of that regime and you lead it successfully, uh, you're going to be a highly sought-after coach. And so uh, I'm very, very interested to see maybe what those contracts look like. And I'm very impressed by Kalen DeBoer uh, taking two head coaches, uh, two Division I head coaches uh, from their from their positions and making them position coaches and or, and or defensive coordinator. Uh, we'll get into the uh, 4-2-5 defense, the swarm defense, uh, further on down the line, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I think you're probably seeing some uh, maybe concern from the defensive backs that, oh, maybe I don't fit this or maybe I can't run this, and, you know, uncertainty there. So uh, as you're seeing – departures just remember that there will be guys that are coming in uh eventually so just be patient with Kalen DeBoer uh know that these 30 days are going to hurt kind of hunker down uh hunker down and kind of just say it is what it is uh and petition the incident way hopefully uh <laughs> you know they'll get that change if Michigan oh my goodness here's the thing about this domino if Michigan's coach Jim Harbaugh the national championship coach if he goes to the Chargers or or the Falcons, he's already interviewed both positions, or, or if he's uh, any NFL position, and the Michigan job opens, uh, those players get 30 days, and maybe Alabama takes advantage of that. Uh, and then let's say the domino falls again. Uh, you've heard rumors. I mean, it might be Sharon Moore gets promoted from within at Michigan, but it could be Brian Kelly. You've seen Brian uh, rumors of Brian Kelly going to Michigan, and boom, LSU's roster gets opened for 30 days. Uh, you could see a huge windfall of dominoes if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL of, okay, Michigan's roster opens, LSU's roster opens, who replaces LSU's head coach? Is it Ole Miss with with Lane Kiffin? Like, where do they go? Or is it Dan Lant? Like, well, who, all these dominoes are going to fall because, uh, you know, LSU's not gonna, going to go, you know, quietly in the night. They're going to try to go for Are they going to go get Billy Nick? Like who, who who are they going to do go, go out and get uh, to to replace uh, Brian Kelly? Could they get? Could they just? 
just hire Tommy Reese. Uh, he's just sitting there uh, looking for, for a new job. Uh, these dominoes would be so interesting. So just be patient. Just be patient from an Alabama perspective. These 30 days, Alabama is seven days into it. So you're at 22, 23 days left in uh, with, with the roster kind of being at stake here. But you have better days ahead where Kalen DeBoer is going to be a shopper in, in the near future. So uh, it stinks. It really stinks to lose uh, Caleb Downs, and he is likely going to go to Georgia. If he's not going to be at Georgia, it's going to probably going to be at Ohio State. Uh, and then it really stinks to lose Caden Proctor. I mean, you can say, oh, he, you know, Alabama's line gave up 49 sacks. And, yes, they did. Uh, and he was certainly a part of that as a true freshman. But he grew throughout the season uh, into being a pretty daggum quality tackle, in my opinion. And uh, when he figured out, when he was confident in his abilities, uh, when whatever the play was, when, when it was a when it was a moment where he was uh, sure of himself, uh, he performed quite well in, in, in that capacity. So uh, I think that he's going to make a great lineman for the University of Iowa or o Ohio State, somewhere closer to home for Caden Proctor, uh, maybe a big NIL deal for both guys. Uh, so that's going to do it for my football football part of my uh, the program today. I appreciate everybody watching us right here on BamaCentral.com. You're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter at Joe Gaither 6 and at Bama Central on those channels. You can connect with me on your favorite social media at Joe Gaither 6 and at the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central on all the uh, so on all the podcast platforms, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Uh, I want to talk about last night's basketball game. I was in Colby Coliseum last night. Uh, for Alabama's beatdown, you could say, per se, uh, the last eight minutes or so was definitely a beatdown. 93-75 to 75 victory, Alabama over Missouri. And uh, it was, you know, not – a great game offensively for the for the first what uh what 20 30, 30 35 minutes or so first 35 minutes Alabama struggling you know it was a what two point game uh two point game with with 13 minutes left in the game Grant Nelson gets a block and you get a technical foul and the place basically explodes Grant Nelson stares down uh the defender and the place explodes and from there basically Alabama went on a massive run and you get another double technical foul with like five minutes left in the game. And Alabama finishes on a huge run and closes the door. Uh, I want to say a handful of things. First, uh, Mark Sears, out for Alabama to be able to win on a night where Mark Sears was less than 100%. Uh, it seems like he's got a little ankle injury, and that's going to be a troublesome factor for the Crimson Tide when they go up to Tennessee here uh, on Saturday. Uh, and, whew, that's going to be a huge, massive game with Alabama sitting at 4-0 in conference play. And Auburn uh, with Vanderbilt tonight, uh, probably going to beat Vanderbilt pretty easily, I would guess. Uh, but no, you got to get Mark Sears a lot, very healthy. He only scored nine points. Uh, he, you know, had an okay game. He made, made a pretty good uh, – he made a three-pointer in the second half. Uh, outside of that, was not really a factor. To have a huge game from Ryland Griffin, 21 points. Ryland Griffin was uh, – insane from three in the second half. What was it? Five of seven for the game. Uh, it went in the second half. He, he had a three-pointer. He got a steal on the other end and a three-pointer on, on, in, in succession. So like, bam, 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 three plays, three Ryland Griffins, uh, great, great great moments offensively and defensively uh, to break the game open for the Crimson Tide and to take them four, to 4-0 four and oh in SEC play. Look, this Alabama team was is not ranked in the AP poll. 
This Alabama team, uh, you know, they're sitting uh, actually, according to my friend Blake Byler, uh, they're sitting at number 29 in the others receiving votes. Are they the best team in the conference? Probably not. I think Auburn still has their has the edge, and we'll find that out, out soon. I think that's the next home game for the Crimson Tide. Uh, it was a lot of fun to be in Coleman Coliseum last night. I know it was a big ice storm, uh, so a lot of you guys stayed inside, and I understand that. Uh, you, you know, uh, a lot of times I'm on here kind of bitching about the crowd. But it was a great crowd, and I got to commend the Alabama administration for for it because putting out earlier in the day that they were going to uh, allow the under sixteen timeout to be kind of a free for all uh, down on the floor, and to allow the uh, students to kind of have a free for all as far as no cap for the students on seatings, uh, it turned into a pretty damn good atmosphere. Uh, the students. They reportedly had about 3,000 students. Uh, that was, what, 800 or so more than their normal amount, so nearly 1,000 more students than their than their normal amount uh, were able to get to Coleman Coliseum. They alleviated some parking restrictions. I uh, really appreciate that just from my perspective. I did not have to walk near as far across the parking lot to get into Coleman Coliseum. Appreciate that from my own perspective. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great night. It was loud. The students moved down after the 16 timeout. Uh, a lot of them already were there because they knew that, you know, if, if if someone came for their ticket, they'd move. But a lot of them were already moved down. Uh, and, you know, uh, the opposite side of the floor wasn't as lively. But the press side of the floor, where the students were, they kind of crept down towards us. Uh, it was it was that, it was lively. Uh, so the official count or what was reported on stat broadcast was just over 11,000 people. I don't know if that was uh, necessarily accurate, uh, but I think you did get a nice atmosphere in Coleman Coliseum due to administrative decisions. And so you got to give Greg Byrne a lot of credit. Now, what happened in Coleman Coliseum? Kalen DeBoer showed up. He wasn't supposed to show up until uh, the Auburn game, but he, but he showed up. Uh, and I want to play. This is uh, what, what he said. This is what happened. <laughs> So 
Caitlin DeBoer was in the house, and I mean, the address was very nice, and it was great. Uh, but uh, you're wearing navy blue. I know the uh, icon said tight on the breast, so uh, we got to get him some crimson and white to get him fitting in right here at the university. Uh, so that was a lot of fun uh, to see him. He came out. Uh, he wasn't expected to be uh, presented to the crowd uh, last night. It was told that he was going to be presented to the crowd uh, for the Auburn game coming up here pretty soon. Uh, so nice to see that surprise. And, of course, at halftime, greatest athlete ever was uh, on display, Red Panda. She was. Uh, she went to all of the corners, and she, was, she never dropped a single bowl. If you haven't seen Red Panda, you can check out my uh, social media. Red Panda is the single greatest halftime athlete of our generation. She rides the unicycle. Uh, she rides the unicycle. She's got the bowls on her foot. She flips them up, and she catches them on her head and didn't drop a single bowl last night in Coleman Coliseum. So uh, the um, the aesthetics last night in Coleman, uh, I know a lot of you didn't get to be there because of the ice storm and because of, you know, the, the current climate uh, right now. And we hope that you are staying warm wherever you are. Uh, but it was a great time to be in Coleman Coliseum uh, on a Tuesday night. So uh, coming up, you're going to get another chance to be there uh, against Auburn next week, a week from today. Uh, on a Wednesday at 6.30. So, look, 6.30 might be a better time for you to get there after getting off work at 5. Hopefully you can scoot on in there at 6 and, and not miss a single minute of the, of the action in the Iron Bowl. And I bet you they're going to present head coach Kalen DeBoer for a second time. I had a friend tell ask me today, oh, Joe, do you think they're going to revamp or continue to redo the, the, the seating in that fashion? I think, uh, no, I don't think they will. But, uh, but Greg Byrne, you ought to consider it you ought to consider it at maybe uh the under 12 timeout or maybe the under eight timeout uh to invite everyone to come on down and invite and enjoy the game as they did last night uh maybe surprise them at different times obviously these the ticket holders have priority in the seats where they want or the seats that they bought uh but uh, it was a great move last night to invite everybody to uh, kind of get closer to the court uh you saw the students kind of surround the court from all angles uh and and really affected the game, especially late in the game. Uh, the technical foul, the students exploded, the place exploded. You had the Ryland Griffin moment where he hit a couple of threes in a row, the place lit up, uh, and the last little bit of the bit of the game kind of propelled Alabama to victory. And so uh, Alabama goes to four and zero in conference play. Missouri goes home zero and four. Let's talk about Nate Oates real quick. Oh, Nate Oates, Nate Oates, Nate Oates. What are you doing, my man? Who won? I do love you, Nate Oates. Honestly, I'm a huge Nate Oates fan. But uh, gets a little caught up last night with uh, Aiden Shaw on the sidelines in the first half. And Dennis Gates is unhappy in the postgame press conference. Uh, SEC officiating or SEC office, excuse me, has issued a reprimand to Nate Oates. There's not going to be a suspension is what it seems like. And look, I don't think it's a suspension worthy come on let's not be so sensitive about things but nato's did uh gotta put a little you know it, look it wasn't a push was it a push it wasn't a shove was it a shove it really wasn't an elbow i don't want to say it was an elbow what was it how do you how do you how do you describe the contact that nato's made with aiden shaw last night uh on, on the sidelines basically uh he kind of put an elbow or his forearm on his chest 
placed. I mean, uh, he wasn't very forceful in that aspect. But once his f- forearm was on his chest, he did kind of he did extend the forearm and uh, pointed his way towards the Missouri bench. And in doing so, kind of it looked like a push. Uh, I guess if uh, if you were guarding, if Aiden Shaw was guarding Nate Oates, he pushed him off. He pushed him off. It wasn't really a, a fighting push, uh, handed put, but 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 he pushed him off. Maybe so if they were playing wide receiver. Uh, he kind of just extended the elbow on him uh, like he was going to do a fadeaway jumper. Uh, but it does violate the contract of our violate the bylaws, the SEC bylaws on contact player to coach contra, uh, contact. And so NATO gets a public re- reprimand. Do you think he deserved it? Oh, I think that I guess it's a it's it's the proverbial slap on a on the wrist for Nate Oates. Uh, no technical foul in the, in the game. Uh, Dennis Gates after the game was hot. Hot, hot about uh, it not being a technical foul, uh, and, and basically he and my friend Nick Kelly of the Tuscaloosa News went back and forth about the game being contentious and Missouri not taking a free throw in the first half, and uh, how that should have been a technical foul and at least a free throw or two who uh, should have come out of that. Uh, I think Dennis Gates was not really happy with the way the game was officiated uh, throughout the game. Now NATO did apologize. He opened. The, uh, he opened the press conference with an apology to Dennis Gates, an apology to Aiden Shaw, and it was very complimentary of uh, of the Missouri program and of Aiden Shaw and of Dennis Gates as well. And look, I am a Dennis Gates fan. I think that he is a really, really good coach. Uh, Missouri came in, in, in there and uh, gave Alabama... All, all it could handle. Now, Missouri has been, you know, they're 0-4. They, 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 they haven't won a conference game yet. I don't think they had the quality or the depth, uh, the playmaking ability to, uh, to to really compete at the highest level in the conference, and that showed in the last eight to nine minutes of the ball game. But I do like Dennis Gates. Uh, so is this a big deal? Come on, guys. It's not that big of a deal. Let's take the SEC reprimand, put it in NATO's back pocket, or put it in his file. Uh, Greg Sankey just puts it in his file, and let's all move forward uh, with, with our day. Missouri goes on to play their next game, and Alabama moves on to Saturday's uh, action against Tennessee. Uh, great to see Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin played probably, you know, look, his best game in an Alabama uniform. Ah, look, he's he's had a couple of really good games the last couple of uh, last couple of uh, outings for Alabama, and so it's great to rely on someone who is not named Mark Sears. Aaron Estrada had himself a, a, a good game as well, and Grant Nelson is finding himself a good bit on the defensive side of the floor. Uh, he made a three pointer. It was the only three pointer that he took. Grant, you, you know, you're finding, you know, hopefully he, he can uh, look. He was in double digits for the first time in SEC play last night. What did Grant had 13, I think is what it was. Uh, so great for, for him to uh, finally get going on the offensive end. So, what are we looking at over the next couple of days? It's uh it's Wednesday. Alabama's named obviously Kane Walmack as the defensive coordinator. They named Maurice Linguist, Linguist as kind of the secondary coach, is probably who that's gonna be. You're still looking for another coach or two, probably a linebackers coach. If if, if you uh, if you're being specific, you got Freddie Roach as defensive coordinator or as defensive line coach. Excuse me, you're probably looking for a linebackers coach or another secondary coach somewhere, or special, you know, somebody who can coach special teams as well. 
So Kalen DeBoer still has a couple of positions left. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he's turning over some of the support staff role as well. You can read about that at BamaCentral.com. you got to find out who the support staff, you know, is coming and going. We don't want to celebrate anyone losing their job. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's given a lot to the Saban regime and, you know, hopefully – they can continue to give a lot to the Alabama football program. Uh, so that's kind of the next couple of days. Look, you got to hold on to this roster. 23 more days, uh, and, and we'll keep keep up with it. Uh, fourth quarter will be starting soon. We'll keep filling out the coaches. We're waiting on official announcements on who these coaches will be, and I imagine you're going to get them all rolled out at the same time. I imagine it's going to be one big rollout of here's the staff. Uh, and so you've got to wait till the rest of the staff gets uh, kind of leaked out from Chris Lowe and from Bama Central and from Charlie Potter and from wherever you can get your, your, your Alabama news right here on the Joe Gaither Show on BamaCentral.com. On Thursday, we will probably head out to, uh, we'll, to, to tomorrow, we're probably going to head out to back to Coleman Coliseum to watch LSU and Alabama's women's action uh, to see if Alabama can contain Angel Reese and and see if they can challenge the national champions or not. Uh, but that's going to do it for our program today. We appreciate everybody who's watched us. Uh, we're going to get out of here for Wednesday. Stay warm. Uh, tell a friend about the show. My friend S. Everett Osmer is doing that just right there in the comments. Uh, but we appreciate him hanging out and watching us on Facebook each and every day. You can watch us on Facebook, on YouTube, on, on Twitter. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, or Spotify, and always right there on the Bama Central YouTube channel. So for you guys, the listener, the viewer, I appreciate you guys so, so much. We'll be covering everything Alabama football, basketball, everything Alabama related right here on the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. Thanks for joining us on today's edition of the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central. Keep up with Joe on all his social media pages at Joe Gaither 6. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to read us daily at BamaCentral.com.